listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. From our studio here in Rochester, New York, welcome into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. With me is Zach Barletta. We're glad you're listening and wish you a very happy new year. Check out the website, btgprogram.com, or on social media, it's at btgprogram. Coming up today, we'll look back at 2018. We've tallied the votes and are ready to announce our most popular segment from this past year. We excluded interviews, though I really don't know why. We did have an opportunity to talk to some pretty terrific people, such as, at the time, Los Angeles Dodgers hitting coach Turner Ward. Turner is now in the same position with the Cincinnati Reds. We also talked with professional bull rider Cody Tyler, author and former ESPN producer Jason Romano. I think actress Janine Turner, you may remember her from the show Northern Exposure. She was with us right at the start of 2018. Maybe it was the end of 2017, but I think it was at the start of 2018. We talked with a number of coaches from Roberts Wesleyan College, only a few short miles from our studio. But for whatever reason, we excluded interviews from the voting for this year's most popular segment. We valued individual votes as well as the number of times podcasts were downloaded. And here are the top three segments from 2018. Our third most popular segment was from the August 26th show, dealing with the Urban Meyer suspension early in the Ohio State football season. We made this spiritual application of covering up our own sins. We're often very quick to point out someone else's, but reluctant to truly examine our own. You can get our podcast from August 26th at our website. Once again, it's btgprogram.com if you want to hear that popular segment. The number two most popular segment in our survey, according to your votes, was the sensitive subject of mental health issues, and we discussed Minnesota Vikings' Everson Griffin. We discussed, though, for many within the church, it's still a very difficult subject, and many church leaders are ill-prepared to handle it. God does, though, have a plan for every individual. That segment comes from our September 28th broadcast, if you're looking for that podcast. But here now, is our most popular segment from 2018. It was originally broadcast back on September 8th. It shares the fantastic story of Milwaukee Brewers catcher Eric Kratz. After 17 years of playing professional baseball for 11 different major league teams and 30 minor league teams, 30 minor league teams, Kratz was playing a significant role for the Brewers during their run toward and into the baseball playoffs. The biblical application, of course, was perseverance and the encouragement to stay strong and keep going through the strength which God provides. So now, with no further ado, is BTG Program's most popular segment from 2018. Welcome back into our Rochester, New York studio. This is the Beyond the Game Program. I'm Rick Benson. Sports talk without the trash talk, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. A terrific story appeared in the USA Today on Wednesday from their baseball editor, Gabe Locks. The subject was Eric Kratz. He's the 38-year-old catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, a 29th-round draft pick in 2002 by the Blue Jays out of Eastern Mennonite College. The career 214 hitter having 
probably his best season at the plate, well above his career mark, hitting at 255. He's been playing pro ball for 17 years, yet less than five of those years count towards big league service time. Over his career, he has played for 11 different major league teams, and get this, 30 minor league teams. As the July 31st and the August 31st baseball trade deadlines came and went, one would excuse Kratz if he were sort of waiting for the news, waiting by the phone. But this time it never came. Milwaukee was content to chase a playoff berth with a backstop duo of Kratz and Manny Pena. Kratz is quoted in the piece as saying, I'm not saying I play looking over my shoulder, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be a better catcher than me. That's fine. If they came August 31 and picked up the greatest catcher in Major League Baseball right now, what can I do? My favorite part of this story is when Locks described Kratz wanting to quit the game of baseball, wanting to quit and go home numerous times, including once when he was playing for Auburn, not far from here in Rochester, New York. He was playing for the Auburn, New York minor league affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. It was his 24th birthday, and he was sitting in an Applebee's with his bags packed, ready to go home. The Blue Jays had sent him to Auburn for the third year in a row, and Kratz had just had enough. He was ready to go home saying, quote, step up, be a husband, be home, not make $1,100 a month in a job where no matter how hard I work at it, they're not giving me an opportunity. But in God's timing, his father just happened to be on a business trip in the area not far away. While the younger Kratz was ready to jump in dad's car and just go home, dad decided they should go out for a bite to eat, which is how they ended up at the Applebee's in Auburn. The story goes that after his dad motivated him with encouragement, it would be his last time playing as low as single A again. But just three years later, despite being on the cusp of breaking triple A, he was again cut free and found himself once again looking for a new club as a minor league free agent. And it was the Pittsburgh Pirates who gave Kratz another chance. But he says when they did, they told him, We'll see you in spring training, and before we release you halfway through the year, we may want to see you pitch. Imagine being told that. During that 2010 season, he finally did hit the majors for nine games with the Pirates, but then he was eventually released during that offseason, and that's how it's pretty much gone for Kratz over the last eight years when he was part of 15 transactions in that time. Can you imagine how hard that must have been for his wife and children. He met his wife in college and says, though, that she has been every bit the backbone of the family. She was the one that each time he was in traded or he was signed would begin searching for a new place to live in the next city, arrange for shipping of all their belongings. Kratz says, quote, if I was a single guy playing, I 100% never would have made the big leagues. Being married together in this has helped me create the career I have. She has given me that confidence to be the player that I am and the person that I am. Things didn't necessarily get easier for Kratz. The article goes on. Though you get sort of used to the process, I suppose, of changing teams, the rejection, the hurt is still going to be there. Example being in 2013 when for the first time in his career he made an opening day roster. And it wasn't just any roster. This was the Philadelphia Phillies, just 30 miles from his hometown of Lansdale, Pennsylvania. But come December, they traded him back to the Blue Jays organization. Halfway through the next season, Kratz was dealt to the Kansas City Royals, who would go on, by the way, to win the war or to go to the World Series anyway. 
the big deal there is that in the postseason, family gets to travel with the team. And despite not playing in that postseason, the family was together and the Royals would bring Kratz back the following season when they would not only return to the series, but would win it this time. Only Kratz, as luck would have it, would be injured early that season. And once he was healthy enough to play, the Royals had made a trade and they designated him for assignment, though they did give him a championship ring. Former Royals teammate and current Brewers teammate Mike Moustakas says, quote, he's a phenomenal person, a great teammate, a great leader. It says a lot about him and his character and his family. They're sticking by his side no matter what. Maybe they will get another postseason experience this year. Even if they don't, he'll be with the club. He's guaranteed to be with the club through the end of the season. But next year, who knows? He's going to be 39 during that season, and the Brewers have some options behind the plate. Regardless of what happens, Kratz says, quote, your reputation is all that you're left with in the game. I'm going to be Eric Kratz way longer than I'm going to be a baseball player. What a great perspective. What a great example of perseverance. The Bible tells us how we can persevere when difficulty and temptation come. God's desire is that we would run the race of faith diligently, that we would run it fervently, as Kratz has done throughout his professional baseball career. There's an account in Exodus chapter 17 where Moses had to persevere, even though it had to be exhausting. You know the story where as long as he held his staff above his head, the Israelites would prevail in battle against the Amalekites. However, should Moses' strength wane and that staff dip below his head, well, then the Amalekites would suddenly be prevailing. Sometimes when you're struggling, you're battling, you get advice such as, just believe in yourself, just try harder, as if being told to keep on keeping on is somehow encouraging when facing a challenge. Perseverance. Perhaps especially spiritual perseverance is not found within ourselves. Matthew 26, verse 41 says, Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are weak, but Christ in us is strong. It is through him, not through our own human power, that we are able to stay strong in order to please him, in order to do his will. That's what's happening in that battle with the Amalekites. God was showing Israel that he was their strength. He was their hope for victory. We need his blessing and favor, or we have no hope of advancing the cause of the gospel or or even growing in our own personal faith. Perseverance is only possible by the strength which God supplies. There will be times when our strength will fail us, almost certainly. Simply digging deeper is is not going to get it done. We have a God, though, on our side whose strength is without limit. Sometimes, though, we don't learn that lesson of trust all that easily. It doesn't come naturally for us to just lean on him. At times, God removes the things which we believed were those things which made us strong. And he does that so that we can see our weakness and experience his strength through those weaknesses. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 says, And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, 
with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Sometimes he will use others to supply his strength. That's how it was for Moses when God provided others who would help hold up each of his hands. We need other believers who will be there to support us when we grow weak, in our times of need. There's no glory in trying to win a battle on our own when God has already sent us help. Isaiah 40, verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. And David says in Psalm seventy-three twenty-six, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. There will be times when we lack strength to continue on, just as Eric Kratz wanted to pack it in. But we need to trust God to be our strength. God will help us to persevere and do the good works which he has called us to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. He may supply others to help us, but one way or another, he will give us the strength we need. When feeling like giving in or, or even giving up, God's strength will enable us to persevere. If you'd like prayer, please send us a note. All our contact information is there on our website, btgprogram.com. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game Program. Here is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up to Thursday, January 3rd. The Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Because of the holiday break, the student-athletes are just getting back into the swing of things. No results to share with you from this past week, but here's what's coming up. The women's basketball team will be hosting St. Anselm College on Saturday, January 5th. The game time is at 1 p.m. The men's team will be hosting Franklin Pierce University on Tuesday the 8th in a matinee match starting at 3 p.m. And both teams are back in action next Friday, January 11th, hosting Queens College with the women tipping off at 6 p.m. and the men at 8. You can follow all the action, home or away, at their website, robertsredhawks.com. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter, at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Redhawks Recap, presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family-owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rick Benson. With me is Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program, Sports Talk without the trash talk. If you do stop by our website, btgprogram.com, 
You can subscribe to the podcast and you can listen to this show while you're on the move. You'll also find it available on iTunes and other podcast sources like Google Play. In addition to places all across the world where the show was downloaded this past week, we also want to say hello to London, Ontario, Canada, which is among the list of places to download last week's show. Many current and former NHL players, such as Eric Lindros, are from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So is Justin Bieber and actress Rachel McAdams, among others. To the many good-looking, extremely talented, highly intelligent people in London, Ontario, Canada, we say thanks to you for listening to the show. And wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you as well. Here's my friend Zach Barletta with this week's Shenanigans Statements. Truth or shenanigans, the Pittsburgh Steelers will trade Antonio Brown. But I think they're going to want to trade Antonio Brown. Yeah. But with Le'Veon Bell almost certainly gone, boy, they need him. They're not going to get enough for him to make it worthwhile. I, I think they got to keep him. I don't, I don't see how they can move him and get value. I agree. It would be really tough because not only does he have this whole off-field distraction thing where he's trashing the team, Tomlin all but admitted that he quit on the team and stuff this past week. But on top of that, he's 31 years old. You know the decline is coming sooner rather than later, and he's due a lot of money for three more seasons. So the list of teams who would be willing to take all of that on is very slim. I would think maybe a team like the Jets who's trying to get Le'Veon Bell to sign there. Maybe you trade for his buddy or whatever. But no, I think that I agree with you. They will want to trade Antonio Brown, but shenanigans, they're not going to find a taker. Yeah, and and the other side of that is he's still a, a very talented receiver. Yeah. And they're going to need a guy. I think he's more valuable to the Steelers than he is to them in trade bait. Number two, the New England Patriots will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. What do you think? I don't think so. I actually might have said yes, except that the Ravens made the Super Bowl. And I think the Ravens are a team that could knock the Patriots out because their defense is so good. Look, they're going to get a home game. They're going to get a bye. But at the end of the day, these aren't the same Patriots that we've seen. And they're still good, but I don't think they're great. And I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl. I'm going to say I agree, although this is a tough one. I agree with you. They're not the same Patriots, but if it makes sense to also say they're still the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Belichick can game plan with the best of them. Tom Brady can, uh, he shows up for the big games. And you take some of these other teams like the Chiefs, or, or what, what, what did they finish, 12 and 4? I think so. Uh, whatever they are, over the last six games, they're only 3 and 3. Mm -hmm. Two of those wins came against the Raiders. You know, the last six games, it's like the Chiefs are doing what the Chiefs do, limping into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Chargers are out there. They look strong. The Ravens, I wouldn't want to play the Ravens. No, no, no. But at the end of the day, I would take my chances with the Patriots if I, if I was a betting man. It's going to be an interesting playoff run. It's not the guarantee that we've seen in years past where you just go, well, it's the Patriots. Of course they're going to be in. You're not making that of course anymore. Right. But I think there's a pretty good chance that we still see the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Something to remember about the Chiefs, they were 2-4 and four against playoff teams this year. Last but not least, the Yankees signing of Troy Tulowitzki means Manny Machado won't be in pinstripes this summer. No, nah, I don't think so. Do you? I, I mean, I, I'd say shenanigans. Listen, Troy Tulowitzki is a free flyer. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is picking up the tab. Why wouldn't you sign him? Especially with Didi Gregorius going to miss half the season. And if you sign Machado on top of that, that's just gravy. You know, I don't think that affects the Yankees' plans one way or the other. You're certainly not 
If you're if your intention, let me say it this way, if your intention was to go and get a top free agent like Manny Machado, signing Troy Tulowitzki certainly isn't a plan B to that. That's not even close anymore. Right. So no, I don't think it changes the Yankees' plans. I'm with you. I say shenanigans to that as well. Look, Troy Tulowitzki is not even close to the player that he was in Colorado and even his early time in Toronto, but He's only making the league minimum $550,000. The Yankees find that under the couch cushions every year. If he turns out to be 70, 80% of the old Troy Tulowitzki, you got an all-star player for half a million dollars. If he gets hurt, if he's bad in the spring, you cut him. And by this time next year, we'll forget he was ever a Yankee. It's such a low risk, zero risk move. Even if you sign Machado, you still do it because... What if, you know? So no, Machado is plan A and probably also plan B. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And here's the thing about a player like Tulowitzki and really most professional players, they have a great deal of pride. You know, he's going to want to show the world and to show everybody, especially the Toronto Blue Jays who just cut him, that, hey, I can play. I can still do this. He's playing for his career at this point. And he's going to be very focused. I think he's going to be very determined. At the very worst case scenario, you cut him, like you say. But maybe, just maybe, you got a guy that contributes while D.D. Gregorius is away and then gives you depth once Gregorius comes back. I, I, to me, it's a no-brainer, and it doesn't affect the Yankees' plans at all. And to the whiskey, he's also playing shortstop in the place where his hero, Derek Jeter, played it. So That's another nice part of that story. You're getting a guy that wore number two because of Jeter, is going to be playing in the position of his boyhood idol. That's a nice part of the story. I don't know what number he's going to wear. Have you heard? It's not going to be number two. It's not going to I be number two. I can say that two. confidently. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, when we come back, we'll close up the show for this week. I want to thank you for being with us. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. Jesus says in John chapter 4, verse 14, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Tyler Trent passed away this past Tuesday. 
He was the former Purdue student who inspired so many sports fans with his positive outlook on life, this despite his battle against a rare form of bone cancer. Trent passed away at just 20 years old. His smile was electric, his cheerfulness was contagious, and his gratitude for what he had and all that was done for him was an encouragement to those who knew his story and of his courageous battle. Trent said, Nobody knows the amount of days we have left. Some could say we are all in hospice to a certain degree. So why don't we act like it? Where is your gratitude? What are you thankful for? He also said, A year ago, I prayed that I would have the opportunity to share my story, and now it's coming true. At the end of the day, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and as long as you rely on your faith, things will work out. Our friends at Sports Spectrum had the opportunity to interview Tyler this past year and tweeted this short clip out this past week after his passing. It's just the fact that, you know, everyone has a story. There just needs to be someone willing to listen to it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of how, you know, I came to, you know, I was, you know, like you said, this, this fame is the fact that, you know, ESPN was willing to listen to my story. Or you can go all the way back to the local news was first, you know, willing to listen to my story and then tell it. And, you know, from that, it, you know, kind of we have the snowball effect of me having, you know, the opportunity of just, you know, being able to um, share my story with a bunch, you know, with thousands of other people. Um, and, you know, not only share my story, but share, share the love of Christ with thousands of other people. And so, you know, I can't, you know, I can't promise that that's how the Lord's going to work in everyone's life. Um, but, you know, I'd say, you know, it's really important just to listen to other people um, and take time out of your day to sacrifice uh, your time to listen to other people because not only can they encourage you uh, through their battles but and through things that they're suffering through, but you can also encourage them uh, just through taking time to listen to them because, um, you know, you never know what other people are going through. Because we know that Tyler is in the arms of his Savior, after drinking from those springs Jesus spoke of in John chapter 4, verse 14, it's not in his death, but in the inspirational way in which Tyler Trent lived his life that I like you this like week. That? You like that? What I liked this week was a tweet from Texans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, who announced he will donate his playoff check from this week's game to the family of Jasmine Barnes. Barnes, you may remember, is the seven-year-old who was shot and killed in a Walmart parking lot at mm. Houston on Sunday. Uh, she was killed and others in the car were injured. DeAndre Hopkins will be donating his $29,000 game check to cover her funeral, among other costs. DeAndre Hopkins giving his game check to the family of a murdered child is what I liked this week. That's all we have time for this week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Beyond the Game program. Remember that you can help us in our goal of using Sports Talk Radio to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as sharing biblical applications from the world of sports with listeners all around the world each and every week. Your prayer and financial gifts help keep the Beyond the Game program on the air. Please pray for us, and won't you consider a financial contribution to this radio ministry, or if you have a business, perhaps advertising during the Beyond the Game program. To make a donation, visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody.